Good morning, and welcome to Walk the Walk. Have you ever wondered what it's like when you die and you stand before God? And for those of us who have accepted Christ, we're going to have somebody stand between God and ourselves, and that's Jesus. I want you to think about this. Because you have accepted Christ, you get to take on all his um, assets, Mm, that's not the best word, his greatest qualities. And we were doing our Bible reading from Hebrews around 7.15 through 28, especially 7.23. It talks about a man or a priest and king by the name of Melchizedek. And I think I'm saying that correctly. Melchizedek is a very interesting person. He appears and disappears without a trace. There's no way of tracing him to how he became and no way of tracing him to how he disappears. So I'm assuming that Melchizedek is still alive. I'm assuming. I'm not an expert on this person, but from what I'm reading in my Bible, he's kind of a Christ-like figure in the fact that he is a king and a high priest. Now, the thing about Melchizedek is, like I said, he disappeared. But Christ, too, is a king and the most high priest that God has given us. And like I just said, kings came and went. They they disappeared. The kings actually were the ones that the high priest, excuse me, the high priest were the ones that actually uh, would go to God on the behalf of the people by sacrificing for them. Um, and they also, too, had to make sacrifices for their own behavior because they were not perfect like Jesus Christ. So I want you to imagine this. You, Most of you probably listening have had a job at some point or another. And maybe some of you have had a supervisor switch. So in other words, you started working for a supervisor, they quit or get promoted, and then a new supervisor takes over. And you can bet this, that one supervisor, if they had the opportunity to talk to the new supervisor, gave them a little bit of history about you as an an employee, and probably told them all the things, not necessarily all the best things about you, but probably told them a lot of things to watch out for you or from you. In other words, they just kind of passed on your working history or your personalities to another person in their own eyes or their own opinion about who you are, which then means when the new person took over, they treated you in a certain way uh, because of the information that they received from the prior supervisor. That also happens in the school system. You're in a grade, a teacher gets to know who you are, then all the teachers get together for the following year, and they share information about a student. Sometimes it's good information, sometimes it's bad information, sometimes it's indifferent. Regardless, the information is shared 
to kind of warn or just give the new teacher a heads up. And this will go on and on. By person, a person who is over you will share information according to their own opinion. And some of it is factual information, so I'm not going to. I'm not saying that in a, in such a bad light that that's always negative, because sometimes that information does need to be shared. But that's not the point. The point is, Jesus knows you. Period. He and, and the other part of this is is that when you die and you stand before God, and if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> When God looks at you, he looks at Jesus. He sees this perfect person because you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mean, Jesus stands right in between the two of us, God, and then there's me. And in the middle of us, God looks and sees, "Mm -hmm. you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Welcome home. The unfortunate thing for those who have not yet accepted Christ and pass away, if they stand bef- when they stand before God, God will see them in their behavior and who they who they are. Wow, I sure don't want that. Even as a Christian, my behaviors sometimes are very fleshy undesirable, not perfect. I say and do things that still make me not look like the Christian that God wants me to be. But here's the beauty of that. We are given forgiveness from Jesus. Oh, there, again, like I say, there are times where my behavior, you know, I don't know if you've seen that um, I don't know if it's a saying or whatever, but or even a little meme of an our angel like slapping us across the head or putting their hand over my mouth. Man, there are times where I wish they would just put their hand right over my mouth. Like, stop. Boy, would that not save us from so many heartaches? But God gives us that freedom to follow our flesh. I don't even know if that's freedom. I feel like that's a punishment for me sometime. Because after I do something that I really wish I would not have done in the heat of a, in the heat of an argument or a, a moment where I just, I don't know, lose it, I say and do things that are just not Christ-like. But the beauty to all of this is that God doesn't write that down and wait until I get into heaven and he say well you remember this day you remember this activity he doesn't do it like that that's why here on earth when those things happen to me Lord I ask you for forgiveness and right after I say that it's cleaned away It's tough. It's tough to be a Christian, I think. It's tough to be a Christian because our flesh wants to be in control. 
the devil loves it when when I do things like that. When I when I say and do things that are just not Christ-like, it's almost like you can just hear he and his little uh, minions clapping and jumping up and down and yes, yes, we got her again. But the fact is that Jesus says, "You do not have my child." That's that's her flesh. But she loves me as her savior. Savior. I have saved her. You know, it talks about how Jesus himself when he walked on the earth cried aloud and prayed to God. And that gave me comfort. Because he had to come to the earth in the form of a human being to experience what we experience as people. And and we know Jesus was tempted by Satan but had the strength to resist. That's what we want, that strength. And sometimes I, I ignore that strength or I don't accept it. But the beauty of all of this is Jesus is so holy and so blameless and he sets us apart from those who are not. There are many of you right now who have not accepted Jesus, who are willing to accept your behavior, but you don't have to do that. Jesus takes on the sins. He takes on those behaviors that we do and sets us apart from those who do not believe or accept who he is. Lord Jesus, I pray over all of those who are listening. I pray over my family. I pray that you pour your Holy Spirit out upon each and every one of us, especially those who are struggling and do not know the power that you give them. I pray over them. Pour your Holy Spirit out among those who can hear these words. Allow them to see who you are. And for those who are listening and your family and your children may not be where where Christ wants them to be, pray over them. Pray that the Lord pours his Holy Spirit out upon them. That's what I'm praying right now for my children. Father God, allow their eyes to open and to see who you are through the power of the Holy Spirit. Take on your perfection. You say, oh, I can't be perfect. We we know that. But you can be in God's eyes by merely accepting Jesus Christ and living the way that he would want us to live. Yep, we make mistakes. I do, you do, I will, and you will. But that will not keep you away from the love of God because you will have Jesus to stand before you. What are you waiting for? Accept Christ right now.